Welcome to the show, the Talk Talkies. It's Talkin' Talkies. I am the clown with the tearaway face. Goodbye. Oh, really? Billy Robinson's the clown with the tearaway face? Apparently. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you learn something new every day. Uh, welcome to Talkin' Talkies, everybody. My name is Chris O'Mealy. This here is Dan Peck. Hey, yo, Chico. Yo, uh, uh, Scott Peck or Dan Hall. Yeah, one of my and, best uh, friends in high school was named Tom Hall. Yeah, close enough. Why not? Uh, and this is October. Halloween. This is October. This is October. And this is Halloween because we're reviewing The Nightmare Before Christmas. Now, is it a Halloween movie or is it a Christmas movie? According to the director, it's a Halloween movie. Yes. According to the director, it's a Halloween movie. But I watch it twice a year. At least twice a year. In October and December without fail as part of my holiday lineup. So, with that said, we are only going to review the first 20 minutes of this movie. Actually, the first 13. <laughs> yeah, the he, first 13, yeah. Because at like 13-something is when he finds the, the tree. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, we're, we're, we'll review the whole movie. Everybody calm down. Oh, my God. It's so terrible. Gosh, whatever. All right, guys. This is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Now, it's gonna. this isn't the easiest movie to talk about because it's a musical. And if you got the soundtrack, you should just be like playing the songs while we're while we're doing this. Like pause the podcast, play the song, be like, "Oh yeah, that's awesome," and then come back to us. Because the intros, the intro is uh, basically explaining where holidays come from. There's uh, all behind doors on a tree. Yeah, there's uh, there's a Fourth of July door. There's Valentine's Day. There's St. Patty's Day, Thanksgiving, Easter, Christmas, and then the Jack O' Lantern, which is Halloween. Which is Halloween Town, not Halloween Town, the Disney, like Disney Channel movie, but the Halloween Kingdom uh, series of movies. But oh, whatever. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks, Dan. Which of which I've seen about two minutes of any of them. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> combined. <laughs> uh, so. Um, the intro explains this is where holidays come from. They come from these different worlds, and we get that this is Halloween intro, which is all of the. Uh, the Halloween-type monsters all talking about how scary they are and how this is what but Halloween But they're not mean. Stuff. No, th- that's just their job. And this town of Halloween. And what I always liked about this was the, the real cleverness behind everybody they had. Because they've got, um, they've got like, the, the, the standard they got, vampires. They've got, they got the werewolves. and the werewolves. Yeah. And, and they've got witches. witches. They've got ghosts. And they've got like they've got a devil. They've got the uh, the grave like the gravekeeper who's got an axe in his head. They've got like a, a mummy child, like a demonic bat child, and then there's like the fat kid who's the kid on a leash. And they got a mad scientist duck guy. Yes, <laughs> they have Uncle Lewis as a mad scientist. But we are introduced to the Pumpkin King, Jack Skellington, and he is the he's basically the big guy in charge of Halloween. He's not. The mayor. The mayor's just an elected official <laughs> with the pivoting head. And yeah, we have the clown who can tear his face off. And and Oogie Boogie is the shadow on the moon. We'll get to him later. Uh, so Jack Skeleton is the pumpkin king. And you see, in, ho- in these towns, they live their holiday 365, bro. Yeah. They basically spend the whole year preparing for the actual holiday. It's like it's the idea is like, like the spirit of the holiday, and they spend the year, uh, right? You know, like charging up for the for the one day a year they get. 
Yeah. And, and like all the girls are enamored with Jack, including Sally, who's the uh, she's the Frankenstein creation because Dr. <laughs> but she's like stuffed with leaves. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Dr. Finkelstein create basically created her to be his girl, but he made her to uh, basically gave her too much free will is what it comes into. She is an independent woman. Yes. She's, she's got a thing for Jack. <sighs> it's a phase. It'll pass. Yes. And I love that. Uh. Catherine O'Hara is Sally. And William Hickey is the mad scientist. Uh, Chris Sarandon plays Jack Skellington. And why? Well, because he sounds like Danny Elfman when he talks. (laughs) And Danny Elfman is Jack's singing voice. Makes sense, right? Uh, Yeah. Of course. So we pretty much are revealed that uh, Jack... He's kind of tired of this thing. He does uh, Jack's Lament, which is a song where he reveals how, yes, I am the Pumpkin King, but every year it's the same thing. I need something more. I'm feeling empty. And uh, we get introduced to Zero during this time, the ghost dog, his loyal companion, where there's a tie-in to other Tim Burton movies in Zero, by the way. So... Jack's kind of just wandering through the woods, and he stumbles upon all those... The circle of trees! Yeah, he stumbles upon the holiday portals. Minus his portal, of course, because he's in his world. And he's just like, ooh, he likes the Christmas tree one, because, well, out of all of them, that is the one that looks the coolest. (laughs) The Easter one is the coolest. It's the coolest. Yes. How long are we going to keep throwing Billy Madison references on this show? I don't know. How many episodes ago was that? That was in August. But yeah, he's still here. It's peeing your pants is the coolest. That was episode 32 and this is 42. So yeah, it was 10 episodes ago and he's still around. Ah, As long as things stay the coolest, I think he's going to stick around. Yes. So uh, Jack stumbles into Christmas Town, and he and he's like, "The fuck is this? The fuck is this?" <laughs> yes, exactly. We 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 sing that song for my cat Perry when he runs around the house like an idiot, sniffing at everything and playing with everything because that's really Perry's song. What's this? What's this? There's white <laughs> stuff in the air. <laughs> There's something I can eat. Um. Yeah, he's enamored with this Christmas Town because the kids are throwing snowballs instead of throwing heads. <laughs> they're uh, they're singing songs. There's n- nothing under their beds. Everybody's happy, and he also sees Sandy Claus, the the big red lobster man, kind of sorta. So the mayor goes to Jack's house to plan next year's Halloween because there's 364 days left. There's only 365 days left until. 364, sir. 364 days yeah. left until next Halloween. <laughs> and he goes into his panic face mode. And he's... That's where he's trying to say he's just an elected official. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they like... Uh, but I like how he's asking if, where everybody's checked. <laughs> One of my favorite lines comes from the vampire. I peeked behind the Cyclops' eye. I did. But he wasn't there. <laughs> Everything's like a riddle where they looked for him. Oh, did anybody think to drain the lake uh, this morning? Oh, okay. So, yeah, without Jack, apparently we can't do any of this stuff. But it's okay because he's back riding a uh, 
riding a weird sled. He's just like, well, where have you been? He's like, well, call town meeting. I'll tell you all. Because he's got this hardcore obsession with Christmas all of a sudden. But uh, we also see that uh, Sally's kind of kept kept captive by Dr. Finkelstein. But uh, she knows a way to get out of that easily. Deadly Nightshade. What else? And that'll knock him out. But she's got to disguise that with Frog's Breath and Wormsworth. He likes that stuff, but uh, Frog's Breath is suspicious because nothing is more suspicious than Frog's Breath. (laughs) But I kind of like how she just knocks the spoon out of his hand to pull pull out the spoon with the holes in it so she can trick him. And the whole time he starts going into a woe is me mode. You just want me to starve. Me, an old man with no energy. It's like, Jesus Christ, he's in a nursing home. Like, like, can you just imagine, like, your grandpa in a nursing home screaming at the nurses like that? You want me to starve? No, she wants to poison you, dude. Relax. She's not going to starve you. All right. So Sally knocks him out. She's going to go attend the town meeting with everybody else that's there. It's all the Halloween people. And Jack starts revealing what Christmas is. And he's trying to explain this to these guys, but nobody's getting it. Although, to be fair, Jack doesn't really get it either. No, it's a present. What do you put inside it? Good stuff. I, I don't get it. All right, well, what about this sock that you hang on the wall? Sometimes there's candy or toys inside. Really? Not a foot? <laughs> foot. <laughs> Is the foot still inside? <laughs> I love that line. So, yeah, he's um, he's trying to figure Christmas out. He gets he, uh, all the books. <laughs> yeah, he gets all the books, all the stories. Uh, Sally gets locked away this time because of her, another attempt. But Jack actually goes to Finkelstein's lab to get science equipment so he can perform some experiments. And when she hears that, she's like, well, I'm going to help him out and give him some treats and stuff. And then she just dives out the window while the band is playing. And but she's okay because she's just... She just she sews just, herself, she back just together. herself back together. Because that's, that's the whole thing. She's a rag doll. And so she leaves him her, her like love basket and then she like sneaks away and she grabs a dead flower, starts doing the loves me, loves me not, and she gets a premonition. Yeah. It's Christmas and then it catches on fire. It's just like, oh damn. Well, this could be a problem. Uh yeah, that could be a problem. But uh Jack's going nuts with his experiments. He's trying to figure out what it means, and then he comes to his big epiphany. Where, well, if I don't really understand Christmas, instead of trying to figure it out, why don't I just improve on it? So, guess what, everybody? We're taking over this holiday. And that's when she's just like, oh, no. No, don't do it. But everyone in town gets a special job. Yes. So everyone in town's going to get a special job. Um, the uh, <laughs> the band is going to learn to play Jingle Bells. Which they <laughs> still play as morosely. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome. And I like how the uh, Danny Elfman's head is inside the big bass guitar. <laughs> like the big, uh, yeah, just the big bass. Oh, that's supposed to be his head? That's supposed to be a, yeah, it's, an, it's a caricature of Danny Elfman. Looks just like him. Did you know Danny Elfman wrote the Simpsons theme? I, I love the Simpsons. I can believe just about anything if you said he did it. Yeah. I love the Simpsons and pro wrestling and Star Wars, but that's a different story. Everybody knows that about me. I like Star Wars. Shut up. I'm getting excited about... It's like the opening opening part of an episode of Undergrads is one of the characters is like mouthing, mouth singing the Duel of Two Fates, and he says, I like Star Wars in the middle of it. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
Oh, and then there's an episode where this, the Trekkie kids come in. They take over the dormitory, and he freaks out. <laughs> he goes into the bathroom at one point, and the freaking door opens, and it's the freaking door opening from Star Trek. He's like, even the sound effects are Star Trek. <laughs> uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. That's that's December. That's a good show. Yeah, that's a. By the way, uh, talking talkies fans, that's a preview for what's coming in December. <laughs> what else we're reviewing? <laughs> we're going to be reviewing six movies over two weeks. But you know, <laughs> I also have my ticket for that movie. So I don't, but I'm still probably super excited. The, the thir- Thursday, the seventeenth at ten o'clock. Um, oh, I'm, ex- I, I am excited. Probably going to like at one or two o'clock on the next day. Yes, like oh. I usually do. We also got to get through. We also got to get through Spectre, which I'm also excited. Ah, oh, we're getting ahead of ourselves again. This is Nightmare Before Christmas, so everybody's got a special job to do. Um, Doctor Finkelstein is going to create the reindeer. Um, everybody's going to be making toys and things like that. Sally's going to make the suit, although she's uh, worried about this. And then he comes up with the uh, most special job for Lock, Shock, and Barrel, which of course are some of my favorite characters in Nightmare. Uh, these are the greatest trick-or-treaters in all of Halloween Town, but they're also Oogie Boogie's boys. Although one's a girl. I don't never understood why he said that. And he tells he basically whispers the plot to him. Well the mayor tries to listen, but his little spider bow tie got in the megaphone. And he tells them, whatever you do, leave Oogie Boogie out of this. And they all agree. You had to kidnap the Santa Claus. Yes. I love that song. That's like the, the song that, because everybody always talks about, this is Halloween, what's this, and Jack's Lament. But this is another song that I think gets overlooked. Because, I don't know, I just like it because it's, it's, it's the good dark and sinister tone. And it's also the three kids that I like. So maybe I'm biased. And they're talking about how, uh, how they're going to go about kidnapping. Oh, it's, it's so dark, too. All the stuff they want to do to him. They're going to lock him up, beat him with a stick, chop him into pieces just to see what makes him tick. Even though he told him not to hurt him. <laughs> yeah, but apparently that's all they're going to do. Uh, so they take off in their walking bathtub. Uh, Jack is still trying to assign jobs to everybody when they arrive with the Easter Bunny, who runs up to the big the big dumb guy with the accent and said, Bunny! <laughs> <laughs> but Jack's like, Oh, I'm very sorry, sir. We'll return you yeah. back to you, back to your home. Yeah, he's so super nice to this person. Well, you didn't kidnap the right guy. So uh, now comes the... You need to go to the door that looks like this. I oh, told I you. told you. <laughs> As he shows them a Christmas cookie with a tree. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, they get to the right house this time because Santa's preparing everything. And he's just like, man, all these kids have been nice. Hardly anyone's been naughty. Yeah, well, asking you shall receive because the naughty kids arrive and kidnap him. But now comes the uh, the the making Christmas montage, which I absolutely love too. I, my favorite part of this is the beginning, where it's just like making Christmas, and then the guy casually walks by with the wheelbarrow, and just goes making Christmas. So here's how we're gonna make Christmas. It's pretty much everything's gonna be messed up. We're gonna remember, make, these are the Halloween people. Yeah. And I, and I like how they, they put this over all the uh, Christmas preparation, too. So you see them putting together, like, a jack-o'-lantern. And then the next is the clown putting a pumpkin head in the jack-o'-lantern, making evil dolls. Snakes and mice get wrapped up so nice. 
It's pretty bows. It's Christmas is ours this time. But uh, Sally's still trying to figure out how to keep Jack from getting out. And this time, Finkelstein's so fed up that he's just making another, <laughs> basically a duplicate of him, even giving it half of his brain. So she's just, just the like, left all right. half of his brain. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, all right, he's done with me. So she, uh, she sneaks out and she gets a potion to make fog. And that's how she's going to stop him, because now it's Christmas Eve and Jack's ready to take off. He's got his skeletal reindeer. He's got his coffins. So oh, I- haven't they sent Santa Claus to Oogie Boogie now? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, this is when this happens, because he's getting everything ready, but he's still missing something. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, now Santa arrives. And they, uh, he realizes the only thing missing was the hat. So he introduces himself to Sandy. You don't have claws at all. He's got tiny hands. <laughs> it's little tiny hands. And he goes, take our guest somewhere and make him comfortable. So what did the kids do? Bring him to Oogie Boogies because there's nowhere else that's more comfortable than that. And now we get to meet Oogie Boogie with the uh, I, I like I like this villain song compared to like uh, it reminds me of the uh, the song from Princess and the Frog. Have you seen that, Dan? Nope. Uh, you need to because I know you're a Keith David fan. Yeah. He plays Dr. Felicia, the uh, evil voodoo doctor, and he's got an awesome villain song that's a lot like this, just colorful, off-the-wall antics. Because we meet the gambling boogeyman, not to be confused with the, ha, 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 that boogeyman, <laughs> the wrestling boogeyman. Oh, sorry, brother. <laughs> the worm-eating boogeyman. This guy's made of worms and other things. Um, and he sings his uh, his fun villain song all about how I can't believe that you're the guy that everyone's talking about. So basically, he's gonna he's gonna gamble with his life because what else would you do? It's only good when there's life on the line. Exactly. So he's got Santa captured, and uh, Jack is gonna take off and take over Christmas. So he takes off with his sleigh. Oh, but the smog. Oh, no, but he can't take off because of the fog. So, of course, we discovered that Zero's got a wonderful glowing nose. So Zero plays the role of Rudolph. And now it comes one of my other favorite parts of the movie. All the, the, all the crap he does to all the houses. Like the first kid, he basically crashes onto the roof of the first house. So it wakes up the kid. And it's just like, oh, hey. Uh, here's a, here's a present for you. That's, and then I always remember this from the commercial when this movie was out in theaters. And what did Santa bring you, honey? And he just pulls out a shrunken head. <laughs> the parents, <laughs> the parents scream. <laughs> he has like the, uh, he has the, the evil wreath that attacks the old lady. He's got the giant snake that eats the Christmas tree in front of the kid. He's got the two kids that get the, uh, the evil duck and the evil doll that we saw before. Oh, and that evil doll is a hidden Mickey, by the way. A demonic hidden Mickey at that. And uh, they, they attack the kids. There's the, the fat kid getting chased by the evil jack-o'-lantern thing. It's all the craziness that's happening. And the police get the phone call. He's just like, attacked by Christmas toys? That's strange. That's the second call we've gotten tonight. Now he's going to all the houses, dropping stuff. You hear screaming. And now the, the policeman's got like five lines set up. <laughs> so he can just take all these calls. <laughs> They've got the news reporting and now the military is going to take action they're going to shoot down this imposter santa and everybody in halloween town is watching through the witch's cauldron and they think it's great it's like the best day ever 
Yeah. Except for that, Sally. Except for <laughs> Sally, who's like, as soon as she sees the military's taken over, she's like, no, I got to find, I got to find Santa. So she runs to go try to rescue Santa. First by, uh, first by having her legs show up, so Oogie Boogie gets into it. And then there's like that really creepy moment where you realize Oogie Boogie's into feet. Ooh, he like rips off her shoe and starts tickling her foot. It's like, uh, damn it, Tim Burton. Because it's a Tim Burton movie, so there's got to be something creepy in there. And then she's going to try to rescue Santa, but she gets caught. So now she's tied up too. Going to take both of their lives because... He's the gambling boogeyman. But uh, Jack gets shot down by the military. And everybody... Everybody becomes miserable. Oh, this when the mayor just gets in the car and he's like, Jack Skellington is dead! <laughs> he's been blown to smithereens! Yeah, and of course, he's one of the guys who's like celebrating what a great day this is, but then as soon as he finds out that... Or he thinks Jack is dead. He's like, I had a bad feeling about this. I felt it in my gut. Isn't that what pretty much everybody says when something goes the wrong way? They're just, just like, oh, I knew this was a bad idea. Yeah, now you're saying that. Uh, so Jack gets caught in the arms of an angel for a little symbolism here in the graveyard. And uh, he's brought back to life when Zero returns his jaw, which I always got a kick out of that. But I suppose he can't really be dead because he's already dead. And then he has his uh, his other epiphany, his moment of clarity, when he's like, man, I am the pumpkin ping king. I, sh- I should be doing Halloween. That's my thing. But do I have time to set this right? So he returns to Halloween Town just in time to save Santa and Sally from being killed by Oogie Boogie. And then he has his, uh, his fight with him, with the evil... There's like the the trap kings, the giant cards, and yeah. uh, and then the one armed bandits become one armed bandits. <laughs> Literal one armed bandits. <clears throat> Literally one armed bandits. Literally one armed bandits. Man, man, we're getting all the references in on here. <laughs> Thanks, Chris Trieger. Where's Pat at? So we can throw in some more Parks and Rec references. And then, uh, then comes one of those like really gruesome scenes. And I talked to friends of mine. They're like, "Yeah, I really hated this part when I was a kid when he rips when he rips Oogie Boogie like because Oogie Boogie really is just a big walking sack. <laughs> he just rips the seams out of him and he falls apart. And he finds out he's just like a million bugs all curled up together, and then they all drop into a pit of acid, except for one, which Santa crushes. And Santa's like, "Dude, next time." Listen to her, points to Sally. She's the only one that makes sense here. Now I'm out of here. I got stuff to do. Is there enough time? And he's like, uh, yeah, I'm Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, I'm Santa Claus. Yeah, I got this. And that's exactly what he does. He fixes Christmas. He he <laughs> writes all the wrongs. And then uh, Jack returns to the role he was destined for. Every, everybody celebrates, and we have the reprise. Where and Sally yeah. walks away, and she's like, he doesn't like me. And then he's like, uh, yeah, I do. Let's bang. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then, and then credits. <laughs> well, <laughs> I gotta say a little bit more than that, but this was Halloween. That was Halloween. <laughs> but, you know, I, I get a kick out of the fact that like Oogie Boogie leads the town back to Jack or uh, not, uh, Oogie Boogie's kids lead the town back to Jack and then are like playing in the snow 
when Santa brings them Christmas. Oh, yeah. Because like, they're just like, oh, our guy's gone? Well, we, we're not going to take the blame for this. We're going to just do our thing. That's why I like those kids, because they're just manipulative little shits. They're kids on Halloween. What do you want them to be? Little shits. Little shits. So, but, uh, but Santa brings them snow so they can celebrate Christmas and wishes them a happy Halloween while he wishes Santa Merry Christmas. And then we have the... Um, and I didn't, we didn't talk about Sally's song, which, oh my god, the Amy Lee cover of that is incredible. And I, I will probably post it after I share this in the comment section because you have to hear it. It's so good. All the covers that they did for this song were good, like the Marilyn Manson version of This Is Halloween. But Amy Lee's thing is freaking haunting. But she's an excellent singer. And uh, they have their they have their lament, they have their moment, and they kiss, and it's happily ever after for Jack and Sally and Zero because Zero's awesome. And it's just like, oh yeah, I like you, I like you too. So let's do this. I also um, get a kick out of the fact that Paul Rubens was Locke, the little devil kid who is my favorite one. But why not? So that, of course, is The Nightmare Before Christmas in a Nutshell, one of my absolute favorite movies of all time. Um, by far my favorite Tim Burton work, which I know some people might be like, oh, but what about... No, it's my favorite Tim Burton thing, so stop. Even though he didn't actually direct it, he just wrote it. Uh, really cool facts about this movie. The songs were written with just a vague description of the film before any script was actually written. So they kind of worked the script around the songs. And I always found that really cool because I think the songs are all masterpieces. Yeah. Danny Elfman also said that writing the songs was one of the easiest jobs he's ever had because he feels like he has a lot in common with Jack. Well, he wrote The Simpsons theme. <laughs> Mr. Burns is pretty much Jack Skellington. What? Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Zero's nose is actually a tiny glowing jack-o'-lantern. Uh, Walt Disney Pictures wanted to do a sequel, but Tim Burton said no. He said, I'm very protective. I don't want to do sequels to things like that. You know, Jack visits Thanksgiving World or things. Because he's like, I think the movie's got a purity, and that's what people like about it. And if, if I did a top ten blog about the movies that should never get sequels, this is making the cut. Don't ever make another nightmare. Leave it be. It is perfect the way it is. Don't screw with nightmare. Yes. And how else would Tim Burton get this idea? Well, I saw the Halloween merchandise get take down <laughs> in a store and replaced by Christmas display. And he's just like, there's a juxtaposition of ghouls and goblins and then Santa and his reindeer. <clears throat> uh, a few other fun facts. I talked about the Danny Elfman head. A hundred people worked three years to complete this movie. For one second of film, it took 12 stop-motion moves. So, th this film is by far a work of art. And uh, originally, Vincent Price was going to play Santa Claus, but his failing health led to him having to uh, pull out of the role. That would have been fun. The original introduction to the movie was done by Patrick Stewart, and if you listen to the film's soundtrack, you can still hear it. And I think people have heard this one before, but the most difficult shot in the entire movie was when Jack is actually reaching for the doorknob for Christmas Land. 
because there's a perfect reflection in the background of everything. Ooh. Yes. And of course, if you guys want, you can go online uh, and look up the uh, How Did They Die die fan theories, and you can see how uh, all the characters supposedly died. Sally would be dismemberment. The mayor had a broken neck. Uh, one of the kids drowned. Probably the one in the skeleton costume, which would be Barrel. Uh, there's there's a theory behind every one of them. So check it out. That's kind of cool stuff if you're into morbid stuff like that. It's not like Beetlejuice last week where uh, it was obvious how they died. Because <laughs> they were all still in that position. But uh, there's some fan theories out there about Nightmare. So check that out and make sure you guys watch Nightmare. I will, of course, be watching this again in December like I always do. This movie is incredible. It cannot, cannot be overlooked. And uh, mad props to my friends out there who've done cosplays. I've got friends who do perfect Jack Skellingtons. And I've got friends that do perfect Sallys. And you guys are awesome. Mad props to you guys. Nightmare Before Christmas is awesome. Watch it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we got to talk about what's going on next week, because even though October still has another week left, um, we're not doing a Halloween theme movie next week because, 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 because. On the Spectre 6th is, is, Spectre. is Spectre. And we need to review James Bond movies in preparation. So next week is going to be another double shot. We're going to do Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace. Because they pretty much are a part one, part two story. And I feel like this is going to be our Ghostbusters episode where we talk a lot about Casino and kind of sort of talk about Quantum. And then uh, the week after is Skyfall, which I will talk a lot about that because that's one of my absolute freaking and favorites. And it crumbles and we'll stand tall and face it all together. Oh, and that. Oh, the Adele song is so good, too. Yes, there's so much to talk about there. So James Bond is coming up, and we already kind of mentioned this, but yeah, we will be doing. We're going to be doing Christmas movies this year, but two weeks of December will be dedicated to Star Wars. I know it's going to be around my birthday because Star Wars comes out two days after my birthday. Which is awesome. That's going to be an awesome birthday for you, by the way. Chris gets to pick his birthday movies. Because my birthday is next month. and uh, Well, you will next year. We'll do whatever you want. Whatever you want. We will, Dan. We will, I swear. All right. Anyway. Now that'll be something else. (laughs) That was Halloween. That was Halloween. 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 Halloween! This uh, is the show with a tear-off face. Yes, I'm not tearing off my face. But that was the Talk and Talkies, and next week it's James Bond time. So, right. please, keep tuning in every week and listen to the Talkies. Ba-da, 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 ba-da.